My name is Monica Kretschmer, and I'm the founder and CEO of the Universal Women's Network, Women of Inspiration Awards, and this is the Women of Inspiration podcast, where we interview women of inspiration who are leading by example, inspiring others, and dream big. So today, we have a very special guest um, that's joining us from Ontario today. Um, any, uh, we were sitting in the green room today, and I am going to try and attempt to say your last name. Okay, let's let's hope we get it this time because I know it's important to say the last name. So any Osley. It was enough. Good job. Did Monica. I do it? <laughs> Good job, Monica. So thank you. thank you. And you're a Hungarian German background. So exactly, can you pronounce it exactly with your accent that's so beautiful? Your your full name for our listeners today. It's Annie Osley. Osley. Did that come out even better? I just think I have to practice, practice, practice. And I can't believe that um, I'm a German background and that's a hard one for me to pronounce. Do you find that you run into that a lot in your in your business, Annie? I do, but you know what? The funny thing is that uh, Annie is already short and my full name is Annie Koo. So I don't even attempt it here in Canada because you don't have that letter. So I shortened it when I moved here. And uh, that's my new Elias, my dear friend. I'm Annie for you anytime <laughs> you're ready any i love it and thank you so so much for being so gracious with spending time with me in the green room about that um so we talk about um you know before i really jump into your story because you have a really great story and and your reason for you know what you do to lead women and help support women but you're an award-winning financial doctor you're rbc's top financial specialist in canada now we talked a little bit in the green room about you know women and access to financial resources and being you know really okay and comfortable with that what is there a real need for what you're doing right now to help support women be comfortable about finances any i'm actually so glad that you're asking monica because Anyone and everyone requires financial literacy and education, but especially when it comes to women, my experience shows that women are undereducated by this. Why? Because it's not taught in school. And unless you are actually choosing a financial um, services um, career, which most women don't actually, it's a very male dominated industry, then you usually leave the decision making to your other half, which most of the time is a spouse or a boyfriend or whoever you want to be, or maybe even just your father, because that was the family dynamic. So that's what I see. It's a very old, rigid uh, thinking in terms of how it used to be. However, when I see what happens once those male figures are no longer part of the life, either because there's a divorce, happening a separation or god forbid the other person is passing away many times these women don't even know how to pay their bills so it's extremely important to have the education and at that point if that dynamic is still working for them it's great but at this point now you have the knowledge and knowledge is power so from that point on if god forbid something happens you can make your own educated decisions and so i'm extremely grateful that i partnered with with uh, other people as well and we actually have uh created uh, a seminar session even for high school girls mm -hmm. just to really start it right then and there 
but I already put it to my mission years ago to really provide free, absolutely free and complimentary education to people. So before the COVID lockdowns, obviously, you know, that was all in person on stages. And ever since it's uh, online and, you know, uh, this is free, this is complimentary. And my motto is, as someone who has her master's in added education, to make sure that uh, we provide the power of knowledge to others. So let me ask you, you have a wealth of experience and you know, you've worked over 10 years in the world of investments. Um, you've managed portfolios with millions of dollars. How did you really get comfortable with sort of owning and let's actually go, let's go back to the very beginning before I even ask you that next question, Any. Did you grow up yourself with that knowledge and that support about being financially well? Absolutely not. It's actually so funny that you asked this question. So my mom was very knowledgeable about finances because she had an accounting background. Um, uh, but it was not important in, in our family dynamic to, to pass it down, right? Um, at the same time, you know, thinking back, my parents actually made decisions more or less together or very separately, but somehow, you know, it worked and it happened up until, you know, obviously my parents got divorced. And since my mom is German and my dad is Hungarian, we actually moved to Germany. So my 15th birthday, I already celebrated in Frankfurt, Germany. Um, and then um, family dynamics happened. And unfortunately, my stepfather was not buying into the idea of having a daughter as well. So I moved back to Hungary to my dad um, and, and again, so this is somehow not part of the dynamics to, to learn about it. Um, now, am I a curious person? Absolutely. So, <laughs> so, so because I really never believed that something would not be possible. So, so even though I actually had my first profession, believe it or not, I'm actually a teacher. I'm a German teacher. But immediately I started my career in finance because I always wanted to. That's just something that was drawing me into. My godfather happens to be a doctor of economics. So I, I guess, you know, it was dripping down to me in a way of seeing some examples, right? Um, but, uh, you know, just, I guess it was a curiosity. So I actually started to work in the financial world pretty much immediately after you know graduating from university and then um, my company that i was working with was an international company so they invited me in germany to move to germany and work for them and um so you know once you get the best ever award and everything else then okay what's left behind really not much right if you want to grow and again i guess part of the reason why back in the days you know education called me to be a teacher because i do believe in self-growth as well right so uh, I tried, you know, different avenues for a short period of time. I even worked in media at a, at a TV station. And then after that, I just, you know, went over to an international business law firm and I became their project manager. And this is an amazing, amazing journey. And I loved, you know, globe trotting because that's exactly what I did, you know, with the different projects that we did. Um, and then, you know, again, life happens, you know, a very, very good and very old friend from Canada. And we used to grow up, you know, together back in the days in Hungary, right? Um, gives me a call while I'm in Vienna managing a project with that business law firm saying, hey, I'm coming to Europe. Where are you right now? Because I was always somewhere, right? And I said, hey, it's, you know, it's in Vienna. 
And so that was a time when the lilacs were blossoming. It was spring and from the friendship, it became courtship. And Love so was in the my, air, Annie. That's it, my friend. So my Canadian very good friend became over time my fiance. And so that's why I moved to Canada um, a few years later. Because uh, at one point, you know, you have to cross that ocean. And it was a very interesting landing. And um, actually, I have a book that is coming out about it, about specifically the immigration story. And uh, it's supposed to be launching uh, July 1st, Canada Day. Um, and it wasn't an easy landing. And it was very interesting to see that you're coming from a, from a first world country, right? Germany, with all your experience and, you know, all your education and everything else. But my first job, believe it or not, I was a volunteer waitress. I was a volunteer. I wasn't even get paid for what I was doing, right? Um, but I knew that that's my opportunity to get that Canadian experience that was needed. And then I was able to go to the Canadian Securities Institute. The perk was to take their courses for free, which is great. And then very shortly, I landed the job that you mentioned, being able to manage portfolios um, with a very old and very large Canadian uh, company in their belt division. And then 10 years later, I actually had a car accident. So the car accident was really literally rattling and shaking up my world, realizing that investments alone are not doing the trick. So that's when I uh, obtained my uh, insurance and real estate license as well. And in between, I also did my master's in ed adult education specifically. So anyway, so it's a very long story, but the bottom line is, is that it was all in the making. It, it's almost like the birth of the financial doctor. But the real power, if that's what you are really asking about, the real power came once uh, I had an accidental LinkedIn connection with mm -hmm. someone who is the president of My Dreams Work. Doesn't it sound amazing? Sounds amazing. <laughs> right? And I took his course. His name is Noel Warren. It's a mindset course and uh, it's based on the law of attraction. And it really opened up my mind in terms of what else is missing out there in the world and how I can multiply and help people to actually achieve whatever are their dreams and goals and how we can make that a tangible reality. Mm. I see so much resilience. Your story has so many layers of, you know, that mindset, even before you took the course, any of, you know, from a young girl living in, you know, Germany and, going into Hungary and back to Germany and then you know at 15 even really just kind of hungering and I'm going to use the word hungering for something more because that's just what it felt like when you were sharing that with me is that curiosity that there is something more for me out there and I love the fact that you're now taking that back and you're helping educate those young minds at 15, the ones that are in high school, to give them a little, you know, dose of reality that gets them thinking about their financial futures and how important it is to start thinking about it as, as a single woman before we become a united front with someone. Um, and, you know, we were talking about that in the green room a little bit about when we the lilacs are blossoming as you say <laughs> um we think about unity we're not thinking about um you know that journey you know as a separate as as just a single woman we think about that journey as a as you know a unit so in your experience how can women set themselves up 
wherever they are right now, if they they're listening to the podcast and they're saying, you know what, I need to have some financial stability for me. I might be in a relationship, maybe I'm single, but how, what kind of steps can women take to do that? It's a very good question. And Monica, I'm, I really must say that if they already come to this realization, they're definitely miles and miles ahead compared to the majority of the women who don't even see that that's a necessity. Yeah. So once you come to that realization, there are actually many other financial professionals as well who are providing complimentary you know, financial sessions. If you have a question and you have been, let's say, working with a banker, just start there in case that's what you want. Just start asking questions. If they are unable to answer your question, hopefully they will be able to referring you to someone who can. And if the answers are not satisfying your thirst or hunger, whichever way you want to call it, right? Then feel free to reach out to other financial professionals who are available, just like I am, you know, online and benefit from these complimentary seminars. If you want to reach out to me, by all means, it's my absolute pleasure and privilege to help anyone and everyone who is taking that fate into their own hands to learn and better themselves. Absolutely. So what are kind of some of the roadblocks? I'm going to go to your own personal story because I think that um, how you succeed is your lived experience, right? So as you were navigating your own career and learning about you know, this world of financial um, literacy and um, investments. Were, what were some of the roadblocks for you as a woman? Did you experience any? I mean, you were in a different country, you weren't in Canada at the time, but did you experience some gender bias at that time or um, were women treated equally? The short answer is yes, you do experience the biases and no, you are not treated equally. And again, the reason being is because it is an extremely male-dominated field. Now, I'm not trying to combat it, judge it, or of the day, you as a person on the receiving end have the decision, do you want to accept it or do you want to change it? And I chose to change it. Mm. So basically, you know, no one is going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you will be different. You will be doing it differently. You will be better. You no, no. You you have to somehow sometimes fight harder than others, and it is what it is. At the end of the day, the results speak volumes. When it's you who suddenly charts the top, why? Because your clients become your advocates, and they are now the ones who are not only your friends but actually say to others you really need to speak with her because she changed my life mm -hmm. and she's not only educating me but she's even showing me with the mindset component how I can change my life around and how I can actually create more income for myself and my family you know those are very powerful things and at that point it doesn't matter anymore whether I'm a woman or not right mm -hmm. so at that point it just really the results speak the volumes and then I'm, I'm really grateful, Monica, like I have been nominated for so many awards through my career. And that's again, a testimonial that the people who felt compelled to give back to me this way, they did that because that means a whole lot to me because that means that what I do makes a difference. Mm. And I think you, you touch on something really important that I always love to talk about as well, Any 
is the fact, how can you support her? Nominate her, let her know, write her letter of reference, you know, um, share a testimonial. Like these are things that every single person has the ability to do to empower another woman, to help somebody on their journey and, um, you know, push more of that goodness into the world, right? When we lift women up, we lift everybody up. Absolutely. So let me ask you, when you were nominated as a woman of inspiration, how did that feel? Actually, I was even nominated last year. It was surreal. It was absolutely surreal. I mean, that's that's a big title, Women of Inspiration, right? You know, you had different other awards and nominations before, but this is a very big title. Mm-hmm. And then and then you actually ask the person, so what does it mean to you, mm-hmm. right? Why do you think that I'm inspirational? And last time around last year, it was uh, a very short period of time between the cutoff in terms of the nomination and needing to submit the nomination package, which yeah. have required obviously the letter of references. This time around, it's the other way around. The nomination came very early on in the process and letter, letter of references that are coming in, they, they really actually give me a sense of humbleness. It's just like, wow, like this is, this is amazing. Like you actually look at me like this, like this is this is how you see me in this light. And, and that just really validating mm. that what I'm doing is really going well beyond what is measurable in the tangible world, right? Mm. So I, I love these heartfelt letters. I love the, they're literally pouring out their hearts. And I'm like, okay, well, you know what? That alone, it almost feels like, you know, when, when you hear those eulogies, you know, <laughs> like, I'm not ending my life. I'm just starting it right here now. <laughs> right. It just, it gives you a whole new platform or uh, I don't even know how to articulate that. I think you said that it validates everything that you're doing. And, you know, I know that you work so hard on living your purpose and helping serve others, but to have somebody else recognize you or many recognize you for the good work that you're doing is there's no word that actually describes how amazing that feels. It boosts confidence, your credibility. And like you said, it takes, you're like, okay, now I'm just getting started because now I have a whole new fuel behind me and an army of support. So that is incredible. And I truly love, um, and I hope that your, um, your world or the, your nominators will be able to listen to this and just get a little bit of a sneak peek of just how meaningful that is. Um, I don't think that people realize that when they take that small action to write a letter of reference, how much that means. And I can tell you without a shadow of a doubt that um, I, I see that leadership bar being raised for everybody by the work that you're doing any. Right. So there's, um, let me ask you this question. And this is something that comes up a lot is, is stepping into the spotlight. I know that lots of women have that conversation. So is it easy to step in the spotlight? At this point, yes. At this point, really, yes. But I, I must say that this was a growth process. It's, it's not coming for most people, uh, as something natural. Um, 
you know, you're, you're raised to be modest, you're raised to be shy, you're raised to be respectful and so on. And I'm not saying that I'm none of these because I am, I'm highly respectful. But this is one thing that I learned about me over the last year. I operate from the space of love and compassion. Mm. And because that's everything behind what I'm doing, there's no reason to hold back. There's no reason not to share that with the world. Mm. So that's it. So when you step into the spotlight, you enable others to shine as well. That's the whole purpose. Love is never ending. Love has absolute no limits and no no conditions really. So so when when that's what you're radiating out and that's your purpose in life to really elevate others with the power of love, with the compassion, with the gratitude, there's no other way than creating a tsunami of good around you. And I really love the fact that we're able to talk about that now. You know, it's okay to talk about your successes. It's okay to celebrate them. It's okay to um, aspire and be ambitious about your dreams and really voice them, you know, and, and you've, I, I want to talk about, um, you know, your book. So, you know, that's a big decision to do a book. What made you decide to do the book? What was that kind of, I got to get that story out there. Cause I truly believe every woman has a story. So what was that defining moment for you? And when you're like, I've got something really special to share and I want to share it. So, so this is actually going to be my third book. If we are talking about the universal, um, women's network book, which is a women's inspiration book. So the yeah. first book was, uh, the Toronto waterfront awards, um, powerful success stories, where I just really wanted to share my, you know, mindset stories in terms of how others can utilize what we are all born with. We are just not mining it to, to really elevate themselves and, and be the light for them. That was the main premise of that book. And the second book that is coming out on July 1st was Immigration Stories because, you know, Canada is made up of so many immigrants. And to be quite honest with you, unless you are actually uh, an indigenous person, then someone from your relatives was an immigrant to this country. So from that perspective, we all share that. And, and in terms of how can you make the best out of that experience. So that again, the whole premise is to uplift others. That that particular story is, is geared towards the immigrants, right? And then this particular one is really just stepping on those and how can we make it better? And I really must be honest about this as well. For me, 2020 was one of my best years in terms of self-growth. So I'd like to really show others that even in a year of adversity, even in a year that many people went through major challenges, whether it was, you know, financial, emotional, uh, mental, whatever it is, the answer is actually inside you. So as long as you are searching enough and you are digging deep and you are willing to break down and then reborn from the ashes like the phoenix, then suddenly you will become unstoppable and the world becomes your oyster. Now, again, assuming that you want to really operate from the angle of wanting to help others. Well, I just, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. 
Um, yes, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there, Annie. Um, so the book, the 100 Women of Inspiration book that you're a contributor of, where we're focusing on leaders from diverse industries and sharing the voices, because of course, coming out of 2020, almost women, like we were making such great strides and that just set us way back. And so this book and with the incredible leaders sharing their leadership thoughts, um, their wisdoms, um, their experiences from diverse industries across Canada only will help serve other women on a whole, right? And I, there's a couple things too. It's it's women supporting other women is really important, but we also have to think about our male allies and how can they play a role to support her? So maybe that's you know, going into my next question, Annie, how do you believe that men can play a role to support women to succeed? Men can absolutely play a role. And to be quite honest with you, what is extremely interesting, the male person who is my most supportive counterpart is the person that I manifested in my life. So you, you remember how I told you that, you know, when I was a teenager, uh, I needed to move back to Hungary to my dad. Um, so my dad was married by that time and his wife already had a son. Um, she was a single mom before. And suddenly I received the older brother that I always wished for. So I manifested my older brother and I'm, I'm happy to say that he's definitely one of the most supportive people in my life when it comes to and not just for male it just period like he's absolutely amazing and and he also went through a sore journey over the years just like i did and it, it's so interesting you know when if you would be peeking in into our conversations that we have you know um you would be thinking oh my god these two are drinking the same kool-aid even though we haven't been living in the same country for over 20 years right and not only that but also you know, we have the ocean, in, you know, between us. So we, we usually see each other in person, you know, once a year. And obviously 2020 didn't work out because of the pandemic. But it doesn't matter because we are so aligned, so in tune that we are absolutely moving in the same direction, the same soul journey. So it's, it's beautiful to have him in my life. And, and I'm very grateful for him. Um, he's not just an ally, but he is also someone that I, I genuinely look up to. And um, yeah, I'm grateful that uh, what I wished for as a child, as a little girl, I should say, it actually happened. I have now an older brother. <laughs> Amazing. And I think that, you know, like their older brothers, their fathers, their mentors, their advisors. Um, I know our Support Her program has lots of male allies that are contributing to helping support women on their journey. And, you know, I think it's really important for women to have that in their business networks as well as their family circle of supports and, you know, that inner circle, outer circle, um, I think at all levels. So has there been any, you know, male ally or, <clears throat> excuse me, champion that you've had that you can remember that has sort of, you know, made you stretch and reach for that baton or open that door or given you that opportunity to to reach further i need to stretch this question a little bit uh out of proportion actually because it's it's not someone who gave me the baton per se but who inspired me 
and this is going to be something that is going to eat me but i don't care we are fabulous so and this is freddie mercury and then some people who are listening to this point they will say wow this is what does she mean so here's the thing if you really think about it and if you understand um their entire story you know he was an immigrant um you know when they moved from zanzibar to london england and he never believed that anything would not be possible for him mm-hmm. he always believed that he's going to be a legend and he's going to make waves and he's going to change the world and so he did so i'm i have been growing up in music and i remember when queen actually came to hungary in 1986 and we were actually just walking with my parents at the uh, at the danube corso um when they arrived uh with their ship from vienna and they departed and it was so funny that um you know here's this group you know behind the iron curtain and um and why are they so different and at that point i couldn't answer the question i just know that back in the days you turned on the water tap and it's a kind of magic was flowing out of it so <laughs> it was fine that was their tour right but because music was always part of my life i actually have been playing the piano um since i was five so i was going up in music and music means a whole world to me and you know just really finding the perfect music for me in terms of to something that is contemporary not just the classical and then delving into the lyrics and then studying you know the members in terms of you know what they and i just read i believe that anything is impossible mm-hmm. and do i look at him as as my idol no but i look at at him as someone that people can learn from and if if someone hasn't been seeing the bohemian rhapsody movie I highly recommend because actually Rami Malek portrayed him exceptionally. He's a fantastic actor and he did a very good job and I think he really put the life in it and the meaning what my understanding about Freddie Mercury is to to be someone exceptional who was standing up for his beliefs and also standing up for everything else and you know that he at one point said no I am who I am and and just was unapologetically himself mm-hmm. that's what he was and and mm-hmm. that's why he was able to make waves because he didn't budge he didn't believe the naysayers and that's that's i believe what we all can learn from just because someone is telling you no it's maybe not then not there or not with that person but it just simply allows you the creativity to find the way how to get to where your purpose leads you. Mm. That's what I believe in. I love that. It, there's a couple things as I'm listening to you any is unapologetic. Do like just really ignore those naysayers. Go for what you want in life. Try it out. You know, you just because it hasn't been done doesn't mean that it shouldn't be done. And I think that we're living proof of that. I know that you are <laughs> with the decisions that you've made and the leaps and bounds that you're growing or even jumping on and heck, we're we're now on graphics trucks that are going across North America for goodness sakes, right? I mean, nothing is impossible and I think that that is so um inspiring any you've got so many layers to that onion and i think when i speak to the young girls or women and and they're trying to you know sort out you know what's my life purpose and 
you know, I see all of the interesting roads that you have traveled and they're very, um, they always lead you to the next and they're always leading you to your, your, your grand stage, right? And so I really love the fact that your influences and your experiences have set you to this point where you are right now. And people ask me, you know, who is a woman of inspiration? And I know I always ask all of the um, women of inspiration um, nominees who inspires them. But I think what really comes to mind is that you follow your passion, you follow your dreams, and you are unapologetic for you know, living your own life, right? Um, it, it, with a purpose of being kind. And um, I, I know that there's also a great big spiritual end of, of that as well, that people have found that inner purpose that really drives their bigger vision. What do you think about that? No, I agree with you. Actually, because it's one of your questions in the book, this is what my answer was. And is it okay to actually quote it? Yes, yes. All right, so this is what I said. A woman's inspiration is a woman who is powerful, yet a gentle warrior, fighting for her cause and others with love. She finds creative ways to make a difference in this world as she educates and empowers others. She's the light others look up to, so that her words and actions serve as an inspiration which moves masses to create a greater good for all. So that was my definition, and I know that it's a mouthful, but that's what I believe in. And uh, that's why I'm so grateful that someone thought of me in, in that light, um, because that means that I'm on the right track of making that difference. Mm, beautiful words, Any really, I, I've really enjoyed being able to have this conversation with you just to dive a little bit deeper. I know that this is only just the beginning. Um, of course, the book is out in September on the Roadshow, and we're going to be having lots of opportunities to connect with our contributors and, and really get to know each one of our amazing women um, more and, and diving and having these conversations. So um, any if anybody wanted to reach out to you, I always like to say, how can they best reach out to you? LinkedIn, is that a really great um, you know way to reach out to you, Any? They are welcome to reach out on LinkedIn, but I'm more uh, active on Facebook, to be quite honest with you. So Facebook is a very good way to reach out to me. Uh, my name is exactly my name, Annie Mosley, but also you're welcome to give me a call. The number is 416-543-6127. And I'm looking forward to connecting with uh, whoever, you know, would like to take their life to the next level and make a change, make a wave, or just want to collaborate. Hey, give me a shout. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate that. You're a very brave soul for giving everybody your phone number. <laughs> so maybe text Annie first, just in, in case she's in a meeting, text her. <laughs> um, and, you know, I always like to really um, leave with who inspires you, Annie? You know, I know this is a question, you know, that there's you know, you've shared Freddie Mercury, but is there a woman that you look up to or a, you know, a handful of women, um, but who inspires you? Very good question. And yes, there are actually a few women um, in my life as it is right now. I consider them, you know, some of my best friends, but I'd like to name just one for mm -hmm. this, uh, for the time's sake, I guess. And she's actually my partner in the publishing of Empowering Women to Succeed. Randy Goodman is someone 
who people told me about many years ago, you guys should be meeting. Like what you are doing, what she's doing should be matched because you guys are both in the business of empowering others and lifting them up. And sure enough, completely coincidentally, at a networking event, we literally bump into each other and the rest is history. So, you know, um, she's also a major event producer. She's really allowing people to, you know, to be showcased, you know, on her stages that pre-pandemic and then after that, you know, everything moved online. Um, we have been collaborating, putting together a charity gala benefiting Million Dollar Smiles, which is an amazing charity helping, you know, families with children who have life-threatening and uh, illnesses and special needs. And uh, like I said, right now with, with the book opportunity, um, we are giving others the chance to have their voices heard and you can't have enough ways and platforms to allow women to really speak and provide the light for others because I guess the pandemic really has taught us that um, it, it's really necessary at this point it's absolutely necessary to be out there and provide the good things for others and the good news for others so that they can actually take their life and and move forward with you well, and I couldn't agree any more with you because there's a stat and it seems a little bit low to me. It's about 68% of women learn their more, like they learn from other women the most, 68%. So their experiences or they make their decisions based on the learned experiences of other women, 68%. Now, that's a pretty big number. I, I would venture to say it's probably even more um, because in experience, the rooms that we get together when we have the women in the room and the leaders share their experience, nothing but pure magic happens. So um, I'm really excited to have your leadership voice and thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today, sharing just a little, little um, slice of your journey and what motivates you to help support women um, as a financial doctor. So once again, everyone, I'd just like to say thank you so much to any. It's been a pleasure having you on the Woman of Inspiration podcast. And I would encourage you to reach out to any and certainly wait for the book 100 Women of Inspiration um, to come out in the fall and make sure that you grab a copy of that um, where any is a part of along with our other contributors. So thanks any any last words for our listeners today um, to leave them with any words of wisdom. I'd like to, but before I do that, I also want to thank you, Monica, because what you are doing um, is just really unprecedented. I mean, you, you, you mentioned the book, you know, you mentioned, you know, the awards, you mentioned the network that you created, but your vision is so much bigger. Like you, you call it raising the bar. So ultimately you are living the definition of a woman of inspiration. You really want to make sure that by focusing all the other leaders, you are creating that tsunami that we were discussing to mm. create the greater good. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for doing what you are doing, all the work. And you know, anybody who's listening to this, I certainly, certainly encourage you to check out what Universal Women Network is about, what Women of Inspiration is about. And if you find that there is any woman in your network that should be lifted up, feel free to nominate them. And if you connect with any of us who are part of the network, who are part of the book, who are part of the, you know, the nominations, please reach out to us as well because we are in the business of helping you. So mm -hmm. connect. That's it. 
And you know, Annie, I couldn't thank you so much. It really does mean a lot. Um, words coming from such a leader and a well-respected leader. Um, we also, everybody loves to hear that validation. So thank you so much for that. Um, and I do truly believe like when people ask me, what is the difference? What does your network do? That just kind of sums it up. That really just sums up the quality of leaders and the women who are authentically bringing their whole selves and in order to really make change in the world. So thank you for being um, a part of our network and being such a, a great leader and um, supporting your voice to um, really, we're gonna make some change. We're gonna drive change in 2021 and beyond. So thank you any so much again, everyone. Um, we encourage you to reach out to any and um, certainly nominate a woman of inspiration that inspires you. Um, it does change her entire world. It really lifts her up, validates her worth and inspires her to um, do great things in life. So thank you any so much. Um, and we look forward to being on the 2021 Roadshow with you. Thank you. Take care. Oh, 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 oh,